Coming up, we'll hear from four new and updated haunts in the SoCal area about their plans for this Halloween season. From the Haunted Attraction Network, I'm Philip, and this is day six of our 61-day Hauntathon, where we're counting down to Halloween by visiting a different haunted house every day here on the show. Today is Tuesday, September 6th, and there are 55 days into Halloween. In this year's Hauntathon, we also have daily videos and even exclusive fan events where you can come out with us to visit a haunt for an exclusive VIP experience. Links to everything are in the show notes. Today, four SoCal haunts will present their 2022 plans. Bones Gulch, Fright Nights at Alesmith, Castle Dark, and Fear Farm. This presentation was recorded live during Midsummer Scream, and even though it featured visuals which don't translate obviously into audio, I left the whole thing unedited just just so you could hear what was said. Enjoy. Welcome to Midsummer Scream. It's time for a look ahead to the 2022 Halloween season with haunters representing some of the new and hottest attractions that need to be on your must-boo list. Please welcome to the stage, partner at Bones' Gulch, Tim Fowler, creative director of Fear Farm, Rick Boker, Events and Entertainment Manager at Castle Park, Joseph Anchetta. Owner at Scare Ventures, Chris Goloyu. And your host, co-founder and creative director of Midsummer Scream, Rick West. Hi, everybody. We're almost there. I'm not going to cut you any slack. We're almost there. Everybody tired? Yeah. The monsters are like, no. No. (laughs) All right. Cool. You guys can, if you want to scoot closer, you can. So fanned out and so official looking up here. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to our campfire chat. This is blinding. It's like a train is about to hit us up here. It's fantastic. So... Any uh, Halloween fans in the house? I, I figure you're probably at the right place then. Good, good, welcome. Um, so we're simply going to talk about a couple of the new haunts and some of the hot haunts that are coming to Southern California this Halloween season. Does that sound cool? All right, all right. So let's just uh, dive right into it, shan't we? Let's see here. All right, so we have Fright Nights at Alesmith. And this is Chris Golyu. There we go. Now, uh, Chris, go ahead and tell us what this year's event is all about. Okay, so this is actually our second year. Uh, Last year, Fright Nights, it was kind of something that got thrown together after COVID. Uh, The brewery wanted to do something, and it just morphed literally within like a 15-minute conversation. It went from just the decorations in the, uh, the tasting room to... We went out back and I saw this huge warehouse and I'm like, well, what about this space? And he's like, hey, we're down for anything. You tell us what you want to do. So we created a haunt. It went really well. We did seven nights and they signed us up for season two after the first night. They were just like, this was incredible. We had no idea we'd be this successful. And we did, uh, so the second logo there is actually our uh, daytime for the kids. So it's uh, like a trick or treat trail. We've done it for a long time, even with the Haunted Lodge. Uh, you'd run the kids through the first couple hours before the actual haunt opens, and they could trick-or-treat without the monsters and any of the scary stuff. And we had, like, friendly, like, camp guides and camp counselors, things like that. 
So at Fright Nights, uh, our theme, they have a beer called Evil Dead Red. And so we were looking at that and we're like, well, how do we, you know, play off of that? And we came up with this whole backstory of Paw Zion is like, he raises like these dead scarecrows to harvest people to turn, he shoves them into barrels and it basically, you know, brews and turns into the Evil Dead Red. And we have actually tasting stations in the maze for adults. They get to try stuff and they have no idea what they're trying. Wait, 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 hang on. Say that again slowly. (laughs) I need to go to this haunt. Because the people that are going to be excited about that need to hear it slowly today. So, So, yes, there is a alcoholic component to our maze. However, (laughs) however, we tried to balance it because I know a lot of people were kind of turned off by the Queen Mary doing like the hidden bars. And these guys actually wanted to do that at first. And we thought, nah. I don't know if we like that. We kind of want to make it so that you don't have to do it. So, and you don't. So it's totally an optional thing. There's just some things that's completely immersive. And there's actually going to be a scene, I don't want to give too much away, but you'll actually be sitting down at a dinner table and doing kind of like a cheers and there'll be some beer there. But uh, we also make it for the kids. So if you do, if you're a designated driver or you don't drink, or if you are under 21, it totally works the same way. And we know ahead of time so that they're not trying to force it. We do have bracelets on the younger kids, uh, or sorry, the adults will have bracelets so we know who's been checked for IDs and all that. So we start at the back, we're basically going backwards and the story goes from the brewery and the tasting room and you're seeing the product and now you're going, hmm, I wonder how they made this and you explore going backwards. So you go through the process of bottling where they actually brew and age the barrels and then back all the way back to the farmhouse. And that's where our scarecrows are lurking with chainsaws and all that fun stuff. So um, this year, we're definitely amping it up. We're not giving away any of the secrets other than the table with the uh, cheers. That is something new. Last year, we just kind of had a bartender thrown in as like a mock tasting room. And they gave them whatever they had. And we had usually sours. So if you're not familiar with what a sour beer tastes like, you have no idea what you're drinking. And you know, our actor is such a good ad-libber, uh, Welty, Stephen Welty. He's just like, I mean, he was just going play off you. He'd hear your voice. He'd just think of something and he'd just go off the rocker. I mean, some of the stuff, we'll be putting uh, clips up on our TikTok, but some of the uh, stuff he did last year was great. And this year he'll have a better scene and get to interact with people a little bit more. So, so you're really excited. You're going to have the, uh, these interactive uh, alcohol components in the trick-or-treat trail for the parents that have had it with all the kids, right? No, so what no. we're doing this year that's new is uh, we are I doing... Tried. Sorry. Yeah, we're doing the haunted beer garden. And so before you even get in the maze, you do the check-in, and then everybody gets to go out to the maze, or I'm sorry, the beer garden. And in the beer garden, we're going to have pumpkin carving and kids coloring sheets, things like that. So they have something to do before they actually go through the haunt and trick-or-treat. And it's kind of similar to what they do at like SeaWorld and other theme parks where we have stations set up throughout the maze. So not only do they get to see a maze and kind of get them transitioned to get ready to do the scary thing one day, uh, they also get to get candy and they have something to take home, some stickers and things like that. So That's awesome. We're just trying to get the whole demographic and not just focus on the older folks. And for as far as the drinking, uh, you do start off with either a pint or you can wait till afterwards. You don't have to drink it right at the beginning, but we do have that nice beer garden we're going to do that. You know, it's going to have like barrels, pumpkins, scarecrows, and we'll have a huge barn facade that you'll go through. And then uh, once inside the maze, it actually starts off right away. That's something new this year that uh, our pre-show thing will have like a taster kind of thing. And then in the maze itself, there will be two different portions uh, or 
interactive areas that you'll get a sample. And like I said, you don't have to. You can keep going. So if you don't drink or you're with little ones and you don't want to be held up, you can just keep going through the haunt and the actors will just keep going. It's not going to be a distraction at all. And that's, that's our goal. Yeah, that's cool. So this, this is nothing new to you. Like th these, I think, are some of these are, are older, right? From, from Yeah, earlier. so this was last year. Right. Like the one on the far right, the red one, that was actually just our promo we shot. I actually shot that in my backyard. The one in the middle, that was our, one of our last night shots. That was the end. And that's something new we added to this year. We're actually going to have a, a Reaper's Row, which is a viewing area of all the chainsaw action. So you can come back with your pint of beer, and you'll be disguised hidden behind a fence with juice and things so they can't see you. Oh, it's great. And with lights shining out to blind them, but you'll get a few, you know, first-hand view of what's going on. And this guy, Ty Avila Pierce, he's like probably one of the best chainsaw actors in America, and I'm not even kidding. Uh, I, I would give you a refund if you come down and tell me he's not. I mean, it's that good. His energy, he, I, I think three years ago, he like almost broke his leg. And I'm like, you got to get out of the maze. And he's like, absolutely not. We got three more nights. And that guy like duct taped his leg with like, a rod and kept going. So the guy is a menace and I love him. He's like a brother to me and uh, he just, he loves his stuff. He lives for it. That's and then awesome. the far left, that was a, a promo we did for the trick or treat. Um, that's actually one of the kids that went through and his, uh, his parents were willing to let him be in the image. So I like the picture and I'm like, that's a good place. We could plug some things in there. And that's kind of the look. So it's more like kidsy stuff like you can see in the daylight hours or maybe a little bit of the light lighting. Um, but it won't be too scary at all. In fact, the, the way the, the warehouse, it doesn't really get dark till about seven o'clock. So as you see the hours there, two to six, it should be well lit. So there should not be any kids running out. We had a couple last year. It's just because they didn't know. And then once they started going, they realized there's candy involved. So they, they hang around. Nice. That's awesome. And Chris has been haunting for a long time. Chris, how long have you been haunting? Uh, giving away my age. I started back in 1991. I was 11 years old. So that's awesome. I've been doing this a long time. Started as a home haunter, like most of these guys, most of you that are in the haunt business. Uh, and just one day, I tried to figure out how I could do this going pro without losing the farm. And we found a niche that works. I mean, we do a lot of rental stuff that seems to be working really well, but. You know, pairing up with a partner like this, that they help absorb the blow, especially the financial blow of things, uh, it, it helps a lot. Uh, a lot of people don't realize the undertaking when they try to go pro and start a haunt, especially if you build it from the ground up. I mean, we know people that have lost everything, even their house, their wife, their husband, whatever. So it's very taxing on you. So I would advise you, if you're getting into this business, do your research, talk to one of us. You can talk to me anytime. I know some people have DM'd me. Uh, I'll give you, I'll let you pick my brain. I don't want to see anybody lose, you know, everything. It's, it's a tough business. I know it's easy to drive by and you see, you know, a thousand people in line somewhere. It's like 20 bucks and you're doing the math. It doesn't work that way. There is so much behind the scenes, just like the show here. A lot of guys think they can go throw a convention together. There is so much behind this and you guys don't realize all the undertaking. And I don't mean just you, but there's people out there just like, oh, we can make a ton of money doing this. It's not the case. And these guys are the life and blood, the, some of the actors you see in our haunt. They're the reason we're successful. They make everything. I mean, if these guys were out of the maze, I think people would just run through and be like, eh, whatever, it's like a decord house. But these guys are my living blood, and I love every one of them. That's awesome, man. I think that's, you know, that's one of the things that's really cool about the haunt community, right, is whether you're a, a haunt owner or a monster or just a hardcore fan, 
it's a family. Like, like Southern California, like especially Southern California, more than really anywhere else, has that camaraderie and that, and that family feeling. I think you guys have experienced it all here this weekend, right? You can feel it's that intent. It's the intangible, tangible something that's in the air that really makes midsummer, summer, midsummer, summer, midsummer scream. Drugs, please. Uh, <laughs> It, it makes it special because you guys are all here. I mean, we could, we could throw a show on here. You guys could throw up a haunt. But without the lifeblood coming, it, it's nothing. So it's, it's family. That's what this community is, right? And then I like to always say this is our, this is our island of misfit toys. So we all, we all fit in here, and uh, this is great. You guys are in San Diego. We should point this out, right? Yes. Yeah, so our haunt this year and last year was at uh, Alesmith Brewery, which is up off of Miramar Road. Pretty easy to get to from the 805 and 15. Uh, if you're coming, uh, I know a lot of you guys are from up here in the LA area. Uh, so if you come down south, it's you know accessible from two different freeways. And it's just a long industrial road right behind the base, the military base there where they shot Top Gun. Uh, so you'll see as you're coming down, it'll be on the south side of the road. So, uh, and I think the brewery is actually right where the museum is. There's actually like I think like five retired aircraft. So you know you've uh, hit it if you see that on the on the south side of the road. And um, are we discussing ticket sales or anything like that yet? You, you can. Okay. Whoop. Wait. I, wait. That's all right. I wait. We got. We get to that next too. Yeah. So uh, going back to tickets, we did launch tickets late last night to do like a soft and they soft opening they went uh, live uh, today officially Great. and right now we're actually running a, uh, a promo on instagram and i'll probably share that on facebook as well but uh, basically if you go to our at scare ventures instagram page uh, we're doing a ticket giveaway for at least one four pack and probably several two packs so we'll just see how much uh, that you know traction that that um you know turns up, but uh, we'll definitely do a lot of giveaways to uh, make it, you know, for something that if you attended here, uh, so you guys kind of have first dibs, and I'll look at that after the presentation and see who got on there, but we want to get some tickets up to the LA area, get you guys to come down. Like I said, this is like an event, so it's not so much like I'm just driving to San Diego for like a 15-minute haunt. It won't be. This, this is actually probably last year, the average uh, we talked to some people did exit polling. I think the average person spent about three hours at the facility. So uh, not quite theme park, but definitely ahead of going to just a standalone parking lot haunted house. And like I said, this year with the haunted uh, beer garden, you're welcome to go back there afterwards. You can also go to the uh, Reaper's Row. Um, if you bring, I think they want to do where you have to buy a pint or have a pint or drink to go back there and enjoy that. But uh, there'll be definitely different things to do. And there's just the brewery itself. If you want to enjoy good beer, Alesmith is one of the top breweries in, in, the, in the world, really, of microcraft beer. So uh, it's, that's one of the reasons we teamed up with them. It was a great opportunity. We, we, love, we love being scared. We love scaring people. But there's nothing better than watching people get the shit scared out of them. So I Absolutely. Think everybody's Amen. excited about Reaper's Row, right? Yeah. That's good. So we, we did that's it, um, I think, like four years ago at the Lodge, and it was kind of an unofficial viewing area, and it just kind of built up over each weekend. And we had a weekend where I, I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't even get through the exit. I'm like, guys, we got to keep this clear. This fire marshal's going to have a field day with this. We probably had about 100 people hanging by all videotaping, putting on social media, and it was great. So that was kind of what inspired us, and the brewery was like, hey, how do we get people to watch that? A lot of people liked that. Because we had to, unfortunately, we had some logistic problems. We had people passing. So the exit and entrance was at the same spot. This year, we fixed that, and it's all good. So, uh, but people loved hanging out and watching this, and they love people crying. Now, true story, 
I've never had this happen ever. We actually had one person soil themselves, number two. And she you was so applaud. embarrassed. You can applaud that. <laughs> she was so embarrassed. You her husband understand. decided to tell everybody. And I was like, you know, you always hear about people saying they peed themselves, whatever. That was impressive. And, uh, you know, we had to find out which actor did it. And, of course, it was our chainsaw guys. And she's like, I came here just for a beer. They talked me into doing a haunt. I had no idea what this was. I thought it was going to be like people in sheets yelling boo. Well, I'm you like, tell no. her now you can have another beer because, you know. So she hung out. We took pictures. And we, we posted on Instagram. And we are like, is that okay? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. I just threw my underwear in away, and I was like, okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. You want to know that kind of information. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, trooper. Great. Let's talk about this. So some of you guys know, I know there's a couple of cow hunters in here. Um, Beth has been my best friend and my partner for, oh, going on 10 years. Uh, actually, 10 years in uh, this past June. And uh, unfortunately, right before last Halloween, we found out she was diagnosed with stage 2 breast cancer. And it was, uh, it was pretty gut-wrenching. You know, as a kid, you know, I've been doing haunting so long, you start to forget, like, how old you're getting and the years passing by. And, you know, she's actually a couple years older than me, so even then we're still like, we just didn't think this would ever happen to us. You never do. You always think it's older people, people you don't know, it's somebody else, it's never going to happen to you. And when it happens to you, it's just, I mean, it is literally a, a gut punch. And so the brewery came to us and said, hey, you know, it's, it's not too late. We can pull the plug. We totally understand. And it was Beth that was like, no way. We're going forward. This is a great opportunity for you. Uh, the, you know, I'm totally endorsing you doing this and going forward. So we went ahead and went forward. And it was very successful. But none of my haunts are, have been as successful without her. She is like our ultimate haunt mom. She's in charge of all the actors. She gets reached out to because I become a complete a-hole during building. And they know, who can I contact? Oh, just contact Beth. She is the uh, yin to my yang, so if it's ever they need to deal with somebody that has a calm manner, even in the stressful moments, two minutes before opening, they'll call her. She has everything under control. Even when she was sick, she was still going through this. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't do the Christmas show. We had an awesome nightmare uh, before Christmas haunt all planned out, and it just got too much because chemo started, and it was just like we knew we couldn't do it. So, you know, hopefully we'll get to bring that back again in the future because um, we had a lot of cool things planned for you guys. Uh, so we'll talk to Rick about that and David and see, you know, what's coming up on the schedule. But uh, we definitely want to bring that back and hopefully return to the Hall of Shadows as well. That's something that some of you may remember we've done the last few years. We did a Fisherman one a few years back, and then we did the, like, Thunder Mountain, Old West saloon kind of thing. Um, and I think we did one another. But uh, it's always been a fun experience. And, and if you get the chance, I would definitely recommend doing it. But it definitely requires a good partner, and Beth is that person. Like, I, I couldn't be where I'm at right now without her. She has been my rock, and she's gotten me through the darkest times, so I can only do the same for her. And um, we're hopefully getting there. She has had it removed. She went through chemo. We still have uh, some treatments, uh, what they call, um, I don't know, preventative, trying to make sure they got everything. And then we'll find out, uh, I think, February. Hopefully everything is clear, and she got a clear bill of health. So we started this thing last year, Team Bethy Boo. Uh, one of our friends came up with the boo spelling based on, like, New Orleans. She'd seen a ghost and was like, that's so cool. Like, I love that boo. And, and so we decided to spell our name that way. So I know some people say box or they can't figure out what it is. But um, we came up with that slogan and the, the ribbon with my skull and kind of made it nightmarish looking. So it kind of matches our theme that we did. And uh, we did a night at the brewery, which was really cool that they uh, all recognized her. And, uh, we, you know, we sold some shirts. We have a few left. But, um, you know, 
we're just trying to like recognize her because, like I said, all my guys, all my monsters, they love her to death, and that is our haunt mom. Let's show some love for Beth. She's right here with us, guys. Yeah, yeah. All right, so there are your socials. Make sure you guys take pictures of the uh, screen there so you can follow them. And One thing I do want to mention yeah. is uh, I've known Rick now what, I want to say TPA was 2,800 years. Yeah, so it's been a while. And, you know, this guy will text me literally at 2 a.m. in the morning to check on Beth. Like, like we've, like, built a really good friendship, and I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I mean, it's been nice to have somebody in the industry that, you know, not very close. We're obviously about 120-some miles apart, but he'll always check on us, make sure she's doing good, make sure I'm doing okay and holding up on my end. And uh, I appreciate, you know, Rick and David checking in on us and obviously having us here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Thank you. So here is our socials. Like right now, Beth is actually streaming on TikTok. So we are actually doing a live stream and I'll try to save it and repost it because we weren't sure if anybody was gonna record this. Um, but the contest is running on uh, two different platforms on Instagram, which is Scare Ventures and then SV Haunts. And the only reason it's called that right now is because we were doing some multiple haunted houses. That actually may change to Fright Nights, but if you follow SV Haunts, it'll just roll over to whatever it changes to. And then we do have a page set up on Facebook, uh, Fright Nights at Alesmith. And then of course, scareventures.com, our actual website. And then that'll be updated, I think at the end of this week to have all of this year's info once we got everything locked in. But we know opening night is uh, October 14th. Uh, tickets went on sale last night. Um, so you can go ahead and check that out. There is a deal we're going to be running for a four-pack, so you can save some money. And then the kid thing, uh, I believe, is only like $10, and you get a bag of candy, and I think the pumpkin was a couple-dollar upcharge. And all of the funds for that go to the Anvil of Hope, uh, which is Alesmith is uh, their charity that they're part of. They do mostly at Christmas time, but we decided to add an element for Halloween. So any of those, you can follow us. Uh, TikTok, we will be streaming live each night we're open. We're going to set the camera up in different uh, sections to show some scare zones for people that can't make it. If any of you are familiar with TikTok, I mean, we have people watching from like Germany, Japan, it's everywhere. So it's kind of cool to showcase your, your work to the world because it's really a good platform to use. And I think it'll be fun just to show some scary actors, you know, doing their thing and kind of showing it, maybe not for uh, maybe more than an hour or so, but just to give a tidbit of what's happening and to showcase our haunt. Awesome, man. So let's go to San Diego, huh, guys? Is that fun? All right. Very good. Oh, from San Diego to the middle of the desert. <laughs> How many people are familiar with Fear Farm? How many people have been in the Hall of Shadows this weekend? And how many people saw that big ass one in the corner that almost touches the catwalks? That's Fear Farm. That's their monstrosity. And we let, that's actually the biggest facade we've ever had in the Hall of Shadows. It's, it's unbelievable. And we walked in during install and the thing was almost done. And I said, you know, Rick, your problem is you have no vision, you have no drive. There's no creativity. It's just, it, it was beautiful. Not it's at all. wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Well, tell us about what you guys do out in where. Explain to the folks where you guys are and what you do. So, Fear Farm, we are out in Phelan, California. Most people do not know where Phelan is because we are a small town out in the middle of nowhere. But we are just north of Hesperia, Victorville, that area. We're about 10 miles from there. We're located on a farm an actual farm um, with pigs and chickens and all that stuff. We have all that stuff. 
And uh, this is a passion project that basically turned into a major operation. We employ over 50 people for this. We do food. We have multiple haunted houses. We have a full bar. We have a store. We have all that stuff. So, um, yeah, our attractions include we have... Uh, we have our main house, which is a Victorian mansion, classic haunted house. It's, that's like the love. That's what got us into it. So yeah. we do that, and it's a big black house. It's 33 feet tall. It's, it's a monster. And we, that's kind of our, our centerpiece of the whole thing. And then we also, uh, this year, the Hall of Shadows haunt, we've decided we're going to turn that into a full-blown maze, too. Great. So that's going to be added to it as well. Um, we also have a ghost town and our haunted hayride as well. So we're kind of, we're very spread out. We got a lot going on. It's, it takes a, it takes a team. And like he said before, you know, our actors and all of our people that that's what really makes it, you know what I mean? It's, it's, that's what it's about. It's about, you know, our, our family, our, our core people, you know, we have our, we have our core, like 20 people that come back every year. Some of them have been with us for like, I don't know, 12, 15 years. We've lost count at this point because they've been with us for so long. And everything that's kind of the heart and soul of Fear Farm. Fear Farm is a passion project, and I really mean that. Like, it, it really is. We don't do this for, we don't really do this for, you know, financial gain or any of that stuff. It's all, it's all about the love of Halloween and what we do, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. So what, what, uh, how long have you been doing Fear Farm, and, and what really, like, what was the spark that you're like, you know what, we're going to do this thing out here? So Fear Farm itself is about 13 years old at this point. Um, I've been doing haunted houses and putting them on since I was six. So this year is actually my 25th haunt season nice. doing one. So, nice. yeah, <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> so you better believe we're going to go all out and really bring it this oh, year. Oh, I believe you go all out. <laughs> no problem. At Season Screamings last year in the Hall of Yuletide Spirits, they had the gingerbread house, if you guys remember that, which was fantastic, right? So this is some of your scenic work, which is really, really good. Oh, thank you so much. Um, this, I mean, we just, we take every room, room by room, and we yeah. just try to make it as best we can, you know, and try to, you know, of course, we got to keep things safe and everything and up to code and all that stuff. We go by the book, you know, but we really focus on the small things. We, we do it in square inches. Yep. You know, not square feet, square inches. You know, it's like, okay, like even little, like there's like a dread of paint on the wall or something. It's like, ah, does it need more or something? You know, it's something that, you know, most people will just walk right by and not even notice. But to us, it's a big, big deal. Are haunters obsessive? <laughs> a little right. bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, we totally get that. Yeah, that's mm. great. And everything's big. I mean, you have the pro how big is the property that you got? Uh, so um, the haunted house, the the haunt area is two and a half acres of property. So um, the hayride is about a half mile long, and uh, it, it zigzags through all kinds of stuff. We have we have a, a little woods area on our property and everything. So it's it's actually outside. I mean, it's gonna feel like you're on a farm. It's it's not. You know, so that's that's really important to us is is the real aesthetic of things. We want you to actually like make it. We want it to feel believable. Yeah. You know, really, really believable. And most of our sets, you know, you're you're gonna go buy real farm animals, and you're gonna see things like that. You know, just because like they're our babies. You know, we love animals. You know, but 
they're 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 kind of part of the attraction in a weird way, you know. It's like you know the smells and everything else. Like yeah, the smells are weird. Yeah, smells are weird, but it, but it actually does add to the the whole ambiance of what we're doing for sure. I think that's awesome because you know here obviously in Southern California, not a whole lot of like legit hayrides that are out in the middle of nowhere. You you leave California and you find them across the United States, but you know a lot of people are so so focused on, on living in SoCal or up in the Bay Area or whatever, you kind of forget that like between that and, and further out, there's a whole lot of space that's, oh. that's, that's not oh, yeah. utilized in California. And so knowing that just, you know, a short drive away, we have a really cool, legit hayride to enjoy. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This Halloween, we're going to come. I've only seen their work in, in you know, the Hall of Shadows and, and also at Season Screamings. So we're going to go for the first time this, this Halloween season and see uh, what they're doing. Because your stuff is crazy. It's, it's really, really good. Thank you so much. Yeah. And like I said, that's a, that's a team effort, you know. It, usually all the ideas start with... My dad and I sitting at the dinner table would be like, you know, it'd be really funny if we did this to somebody and then we try to make it into something that's real. So, I mean, it means a lot, you know, hearing that kind of stuff for us. Yeah, for sure. no, I think it's great. You guys approve? You like what they do? Yeah. And you will have time, like, if you haven't seen what they've done in the Hall of Shadows, you'll have time after this. Make sure you get down there and check it out. It's just, it's, it's legit. It's crazy. All right. Wow. How many people have been to Castle Park in Riverside? Yeah. I grew, up, I grew up as a little kid going there to play miniature golf, and even more importantly, the big castle there used to be like the mother of all video game arcades. So I grew up going to Castle Park. I've actually never been to the Halloween event known as Castle Dark at Castle Park. Oh, this is going to get tricky. All right. Um, but it has changed hands over, the, over years, and there have been different approaches. Uh, we have the brand new pair of hands that it's in now, and this is Joey, and he's gonna talk to us about what's coming this year to Castle Dark. Hey guys. <laughs> so uh, we are super excited. We are doing a brand new uh, look for Castle Dark this year, uh, completely starting at the entrance and going with a whole story concept for the whole attraction this year. So uh, we're going to talk about three brand new mazes that we have this year. All right. You want to switch on? We're going to get... We're, oh, oh, but these guys are important. Oh, of course, yeah. Hold on. We can talk about Very these guys important. first. Uh, so this is our brand new creative team for the park. Uh, myself, uh, Brian, Mandy, and Casey. Uh, you guys are out there somewhere. Where are you guys at? You're out here somewhere. There you guys are. I see fingers uh, yeah. in the air. I see Mandy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the Mandy's hair. Yeah, you can see her hair. Uh, but yeah, these guys are doing all the day-to-day -day heavy lifting for me because uh, there is a lot going on. We are... Uh, coming up close to opening soon. So we are um, very excited to be working together. Uh, some of us come, Casey comes from years and years of experience. Uh, Brian, with, Brian worked with me over at uh, Speed Zones Haunted Mini Golf last year. So we're very excited to be on this team. Yeah, awesome. All right, let's get right into it. All right, our first brand new maze is Jinx Fun House of Terror. This is gonna be a brand new uh, maze in the park. It is going to be a fun house featuring a mirror maze and quite some other fun new surprises that we won't get too into detail with. But uh, Jinx is our signature clown at the park, uh, along with his partner, Havoc. So uh, you'll be seeing them run around the park, and uh, this will definitely be something fun. It's going back to a more retro approach to the haunt industry, if we all remember in the 90s how we used to do our haunts back then. So you're going to be going back to a lot of black light lighting and stuff and that. So that's going to be a fun new maze. That's awesome. That sounds really good. 
the house next door, uh, with everyone knowing the 80s is in right now, so we are doing a party set in 1980s. And uh, as guests, you're gonna come in and find that this house is uh, throwing a pretty cool party. You're gonna see a lot of retro decorations, but uh, as you make your way through, there are some secrets in the house that you're gonna have to explore, and in the end, you'll find out what the true evil is inside this house. Wow. That would be the clothing we wore in the 80s. That's, that, that's the <laughs> You're going to see a lot of that fun. It's, there's a lot of fun costumes in that one. That's going to be fun. And then this is the main event right here. This is Morgana's Revenge. Uh, Castle Park is home to Merlin's Revenge, which is our main roller coaster and character Merlin in the park. Uh, Morgana is the evil sorceress who has finally been released, and she has taken over the entire park. She has released an army of medieval characters in... Um, the maze, and as you go through the maze, you're going to encounter, um, as you visit our booth, you'll see dragons and some other cool creatures and trolls and stuff. So it's going to go back. Very um, World of Warcraft style maze. You like it? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, you can clap for that. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, two brand new scare zones. We have um, Medieval and our Midway. Uh, they are the large, we're literally turning the park into two giant scare zones. Um, what makes this very unique is these two scare zones can also interact with the mazes. So what talent can be running from the streets into a maze and back from the maze into the streets, it gives wow. our talent a big diversity of experiences. Um, and we have a very special surprise for you. So uh, somewhere out there under your seat, there are four Stickers, I think tickets out there, and there's four four packs of tickets. If you look under your seat, wow. some of you guys are winning tickets today. Go ahead. It's like we're in church and everybody's going down to kneel right now. <laughs> and if you get them, go ahead and hold them up. And hey, all right, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Someone yeah. back there. Okay, we got someone back there. Very nice. You're going to go to Castle Dark. Well, when the lights turn on, then that means there might be more still out there somewhere. Wow. So, yeah. Way to destroy the room, Joey. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're going to be opening on September 23rd. We'll be running Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Uh, if you stop by our booth uh, in the Exhibit Hall 647, we're giving out promo codes right now for half off. Nice. And uh, the ticket does include access to all three mazes, two scare zones, and 27 attractions inside the park, and mini golf as well. So, wow. All right. Who's going to go to Castle Dark this year? <laughs> who's, who's scaring at Castle Dark this year? Oh, uh, Jinx is actually right there, so there he is. There he is. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Thank you for being with us. That's, that's exciting. Thanks for having me. You bet. All right, Bones Gulch. <laughs> now let's... We're gonna, we're gonna go through an English lesson here because this is tricky. There's an apostrophe after that S. So it's not Bones Gulch, it's Bones' Gulch. Say it with me, Bones' Gulch. No, no, no. So now you gotta correct everybody you know when they say Bones Gulch. No, it's Bones' Gulch, that's right. Mr. Tim, how are you, brother? Yes, sir, how you doing, man? All right, let's talk about it. Let's see what you guys, let's, you're showing us a picture of your wood. That's fantastic. You're, you're welcome. Everybody I here you'd has already it. seen many pictures of Tim's wood, so this is great. <laughs> what, what, what the hell are you people doing up there in Castaic these days? Well, the three of us, um, Scott Sibley, Greg Packard, and I, you know, three homeowners are coming together, um, partnering with, um, uh, the museum for the sheriff's department and doing a charity hunt. So let's back this up for a second. 
you do also the farm hunt. The farm hunt. Scott, is Scott here? He's no. At our, he's at our booth. He's at the booth. He's a man. He's a good man. He's a good man. Scott Sibley, who did Beware the Dark Realm for, what, 50 years, right? Right. <clears throat> a million years. He is partnered with Tim. And then the third component of your show is? Greg Packard. Of, uh, and Greg Packard. I think that Greg Packard is probably in the house, right? Yes, sir. There he is. And also, Greg and, Greg and Tim have been very instrumental over the years of bringing all of the amazing entrances to Hall of Shadows to life for us also. So give these guys some love for that. Right? <laughs> all right. So actually, that's cool. That means it's pictures of all three of your wood, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. So Let's move on, shall we? Sure. All right. So we got a framework. So here's, here's what's cool. This is like such a brand new haunt. Most of the pictures, in fact, all the pictures we're going to see are what they're doing up there. And it's pretty phenomenal. As I was putting it together, it, you know, looks like any construction process. Anybody that built haunts looks kind of the same. But let's talk about the conditions. What's, what's your average temperature up there while you're building this haunt? It's a bed in about 100, hovering 100, 100 plus every day. Um, so, you know, all of us, you know, Greg and I work, Scott's got, you know, we work on the weekend. So we show up at, you know, 7 a.m. about 1 o'clock. It's too hot and we, we got to leave. Um, so this is our first build day was May 21st. Um, so what you're seeing here is, uh, there it is. Um, we've been about it about two months and we've got quite a bit done. Um, the haunt itself is located at um, Jack Bones Equestrian Center in Castaic. Um, we're about three exits, we are three exits past Magic Mountain right off the five, and we're about five minutes off the freeway. That's nice. Now, tell us, tell us the story again. How, how were you approached to do this project? How did it, how did it come about? So Scott approached uh, Greg and I prior to, um, I think it was 2020, you know, if we'd be interested in doing something more. Scott was inquiring with the city of Santa Clarita to see if they would donate, um, you know, a piece of property, anything to get into, we could do something. Um, and on Halloween of 2021, Scott was approached by um, the sheriff's department, the gentleman that runs the museum. You know, they were impressed by his haunt and said, would you be interested in doing something more? We have this event space up in Castaic. And that's where it started. That's pretty remarkable because, I mean, anybody that works in haunt stuff will tell you finding a location is a freaking nightmare usually, unless you own a farm. But, uh, <laughs> but finding, especially in Southern California, finding, finding a space to do a haunt, especially if you want to expand and, and make it like a pro big dealio, um, that's just a pretty much, that's a, that's a cherry situation. Man. It's a really been a great partner because um, they've been really awesome to deal with. They've, we showed them what we wanted to build. They're like, go for it. Um, they're taking care of all the operations as in, you know, the logistics of parking and insurance and fire and all that stuff. Cause it's on their, you know, it's on, it's at Purchase Detention Center. So it's right outside the jail. So it's on sheriff property. Um, wow. it's yeah. a big, they have, you know, it has already a little ghost town there where they hold their, um, chili cook-offs. So we have a scare zone already built in. It has a stage. So it has, you know, we're building the haunt, and, um, you know, it's been a blast. I mean, we're, time's ticking away, so obviously we're getting a little nervous. So I want to send you these pictures and show, you know, this is what we got, and, you know, we've been, you know, we're cranking on it. So we're, Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's your first day of build right there. You wrote yeah, that on I wrote the, that on top of the wall. I was up on the ladder. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he's always in the camera too, hey. apparently. Yeah. Always been on the phone. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. The phone. Greg is somewhere sweating his ass off, and Tim's doing selfies. Hey, the, I gotta gotta the, document it, man. It's great. It's you know? awesome, Tim. <laughs> And so fortunately we've had, you know, every weekend we got people up there helping us get this together. You know, this is completely volunteer all of our time, you know, and uh, you know, we're doing this because we love it and we're raising money for uh, you know, the Sheriff's Museum. That's awesome. I, I love that middle picture. What's going on there? The one in the center? Yeah. That's Greg showing my boy Leo you know, how to we're drilling holes, setting. that was our first day of building. So my son's up there pretty much every weekend helping out as he can. I love that because you're looking literally right at the next generation of Haunter right there. Yep. Now, let's talk about this because like, I went through his pictures and I'm like, okay, I've seen so many pictures of Tim's wood. And <laughs> he's still laughing at that. It's so old. Okay. So not your wood. Eh, never mind. Anyway, so, but I noticed, you know, you see the framework, you see the facades going up, and then suddenly, there's all this rock work, and any haunter will be like, where the hell did you get that cool rock work? Yep, yep. Let's talk about that. All right, so it was a Sunday green. Me and Greg uh, were driving to get a beer, actually, and we drove by a parking lot, one of the studios, and we saw it all parked um, out in the parking lot. So we pulled in, at security guard said, yeah, come back tomorrow. And um, long story short, we just went in and asked, what are you doing with it? They called, um, I think it was CBS, this is from Star Trek, they said, you know, if you guys can take it, you know, it's just going to save us the money from throwing it in the trash. So um, many, many truckloads of giant, <laughs> giant foam, wow. sketchy truckloads. You know, people were looking at us. It was hanging off the back. Some of those pieces were as big as a car, um, but it was all donated to us. That's pretty amazing. I mean, everything for this haunt, it seems like everything has like literally fallen into place, right? Yeah, well, if we just had a few more months, you know, if we could find that, but. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but we'll get it done. This is great. Well, you know, if you want to get people out of the jail, you could have extra hands, you know, helping you. And this is the sheriff's department, you're gonna have yeah, a good security team too. So sure. you're pretty yeah. set. And make sure to get the pictures of that social up there, you guys, and that way you can follow them. And. Uh, Ticket sales went live yesterday. And so if you come by our booth, we do have a promo code for $5 off um, through Eventbrite. And um, we're gonna be open six nights every Saturday in October and the last Sunday. And October 30th, we also are doing a daytime uh, kid-friendly event for one day. Oh, that's awesome, that's really cool. Nice, okay, so let's just get into general questions and just some general discussion. Um, when, when did you guys realize that, like everybody here, you were in love with Halloween and, and, and everything spooky? Um, I will say it's because my mom's birthday is the day before Halloween. So, uh, rest in peace. Uh, uh, but um, she, uh, we grew up in our family watching scary films and uh, unfortunately I was forced to watch them and go through No, things. fortunately you were, because <laughs> yes. now you're here doing this. <laughs> And uh, so I officially fell in love with it. I remember exactly, it was 1997, and my uncle and dad forced me to go to Not Scary Farm for the first time, and I was terrified, and I fell in you love You just with made it. me feel really freaking old, man. <laughs> I want somebody to say. Um, and at that time is when my family decided they were gonna start doing home haunting, and we started our home haunt, and ever since then, it's no matter where I go, each 
park, it ends up somehow being Halloween. So that's awesome. Yeah. Love that. Rick, how about you? Man, my, my aunt and uncle used to do like a, they used to do their porch, just, you know, basic stuff, you yep. know, just tarp, strobe light, a couple tombstones. And my uncle would uh, dress up as a monkey in like fighter pilot gear. As you do, as you do. And he had, he had this, he had this air horn, a truck air horn. And, uh, I just remember being really, really young and watching just people just booking it down the street from this guy, you know, with the, with the air horn. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what the mechanics of this, you know, at a young age. And that was, that was basically what, you know, that's how I fell in love. You oh, know, that's great. It. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, my mom took me to Scary Farm when I think I was 10. And she, she was at the first one. I think she's been to most of them since. But, great. you know, growing up, you know, we did not. And my dad, you know, we did started home haunting. I guess he didn't even know it was home haunting at the time. You know, we were sure. decorating Halloween. Yeah, yeah. But my dad built this, you know, coffins and guillotines. And, you know, it's ever since, you know, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Chris. I'm hearing a common theme of uh, matriarchs because I'm right there with you guys. I think uh, I came out of the womb and said, pumpkin. <laughs> and ever since then, uh, Halloween was always like, you know, holidays in general were big in my family, my grandparents, uh, my, both my grandmothers and my mom. So I was immersed in Hallmark and anything else that came from the 80s, all that good stuff and, uh, you know, the, the little ceramics. So holidays were big. And then uh, I think I went to like a high school haunt and that kind of gave me like, oh, this is kind of crazy. Like, I didn't know people did this. And then I went to, in 1990, I went to uh, the Wild Animal Park down in San Diego, and they did a really awful thing, but it was a thing. So it was like, okay, let's go. We didn't know, and we got all excited, and it was just a letdown. It wasn't awful, it was just a letdown. They described it as something more than what it was, but I'm like, what can I do with this and make it better? And that's really how we started. I took, I did my first little haunted trail in uh, 2000, or I'm sorry, 1991, and it was, inspired by the year previous that the Wild Animal Park actually did something called the Haunted Trail, and we just kind of ran with that. And then in, uh, I don't know, I want to say like maybe mid-early 2000s, I joined Cal Haunts and picked up some tricks, you know, we learned, we trade traits and some effects and uh, the Myers, I know we just, it was a good group of people and it made me feel like, okay, I'm not the only weirdo out there. Uh, there's other people like me and they embraced me and okay, let's go with this. And I, that was kind of what helped me get me from home haunt to pro was just finding out there's more people like me and getting that encouragement to grow. And so for Cal haunts, I'll always be in debt too, uh, just because that's my beginning. I know I haven't been to a meeting in like 45 years, <laughs> but I will get to one soon. I think I had a good reason why we didn't do this here. So, but we'll be back. And like I said, that's family to me, just like MSS. Yeah. Lots of Cal haunts here, right? Yes? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. It's hard to see, but I just realized, holy shit, it's Diane Meyer right there in the front. It's a long-running joke. Sorry, guys. So the question that, that I, I'm thinking that some people may have is, how do you make that jump? Like, like you're doing your pro haunt, you, you're dressed up like a monkey fighter pilot on the, on the porch, and you realize, I really want to make a go of this and turn this into a, a, a thing. So what, what do you do to, to make that jump? Well, I will say I, I started off as a character at Universal, yep. and uh, then all of a sudden I was, it just happened I fell into be joining their production team with John Murdy, and once I fell in love building with them, I was like, okay, I'm going to be in this for probably, this is my career for the rest yeah. of my life, and uh, working on the Walking Dead attraction, and uh, 
you know, just once I had left Universal, I was like, I'll try some other entertainment, you know, and did Great Wolf Lodge. And I was like, well, I kind of want to go back to Halloween. And here we are. So we're at Castle Dark now. And I feel like once you do your home haunt and you really get into it and then you start following, I don't know, like a TPA videos, you know, you, oh, start, you know, grew up watching that. And you just really want to learn how to do that and build. And uh, I think it was, uh, was it Season of Screams, the DVD, that, oh. that when that came out, that's where I was like, okay, I want to do this as a pro. Yeah. And that's where I started, started my journey on learning how to do it. Yeah. Now, you, you're kind of in a unique situation, Rick, because you, you, it's a home hunt, but pro hunt on your homestead. So, <laughs> hey, we have the space. That's So, right. you know, that's we're right. going to use it. You know, I don't have to pay rent. There you <laughs> so, go. Yeah. But... Uh, Honestly, you know, what got us to that point was, you know, we start, we were doing it and it was, you know, we were just taking donations and stuff. And, and one night, 4,000 people showed up and we kind of all looked at each other and we're like, yeah, I think we need to, uh, you know, try to see where, see where we can go with this. And, yeah. and it became a pro haunt accidentally, you know, I mean, it, it became, it went from a passion to a pro haunt and then... You know, we basically were just trying to do all the research we can, trying to figure out permits and, you know, what does the fire department want from us and all that other stuff and all, all those steps. How do we make things safer so it's better for the general public to come through? And a lot of learning curve from, you know, we were, you know, went to YouTube University and <laughs> a lot of that going on. And then, uh, you know, it, you know, it just kind of shaped up. It kind of all fell together. Yeah, yeah. You know, you hit, you hit on something that I want to comment about. You said YouTube University. That's like no joke, because you, you look now at the younger haunters. If they want to know how to do something, how to create a widget, all you have to do is type that in the search, and you have a million different videos on YouTube about how to make said widget. And so I think that's very apparent in the Hall of Shadows this year. You know, we haven't had a Hall of Shadows here in three years. And so seeing everything being built and seeing everything come to fruition, it just really struck me as I was watching it all go up that everything is just like leaps and bounds even beyond what it was in 2019 when we had the hall in there. So the level of sophistication is really growing as younger haunters and older haunters really have anything they want to learn at their fingertips. And so I, I think that is really cool. And, and, and it's really kind of setting us into a warp drive at this point. And the, the question is like, where, where, where does it end? Because the, the line between amateur haunt and pro haunt is becoming very thin and very blurred at this point. You know, general public, people that come through, a lot of them are gonna compare what we do to films and stuff they see on screen. So we have to step it up. Yeah. We have to be the best we can be. Just so that we can get the approval rating of that. I think that, you know, and you know, there's all these, you know, Disneyland and everything else. And we, we do get compared to that, you know, whether we like that or not. And, but in a, you know, you can make a positive out of that, and that just you just fuels your drive to make it as good as you can be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I think that's really cool. That that's very cool. God, I can't wait to come out and see. That's going to be great. Tim, how about you, man? How do you go from the front yard to to bigger and crazier things? <laughs> uh, I mean, this opportunity, you know, it came. You know, going pro. I mean, of course, I think every homeowner has thoughts of it. You know, and and but it. This, the stars aligned with this one. You know, this place, the location is three miles from my house. Um, Scott's closed 
Greg makes the trek out every weekend, and we all get along, and we have a good partner with the um, LA, uh, the Sheriff's Department Museum, and they're giving us a great opportunity. Yeah. You know, financially, if we were, you know, like, you know, to do this on our own, it I probably would never happen. Yeah, yeah, totally hear that. Again, what a what a what a blessing, right, for you it's, guys? It's pretty to get. crazy. Every time we're up there, I'm like, wow, this is this is a big. You know, it's not my garage and front yard anymore. You yeah, know, yeah, that's really cool, man. Chris, well, I'll, I'll be like blunt. Uh, in 2009, when I went pro, I had a really good job with uh, the Pepsi Bottling Group, and I'll never forget meeting with HR and making that jump because they're like, "There's no way you can do both." It just it sounds like you're going to be overwhelmed, and the hours that I had to, you know, apply to Pepsi, it just wasn't going to work out. So I'll never forget walking out with that severance check, just looking at it and going, "Well, this is it. There's no going back." And I haven't gone back, uh, and I've made it work. Uh, there's been rough years, but there's been some really good years. And that's why I was saying earlier, if you're going to make that jump, do your research, pick somebody's brain, like the guys were saying, work for somebody else first, learn something. I know some places don't like that because they're going to give away their tips and tricks and things like that. And there are some guys that don't like that. But there are some that will you know, encourage you to grow. I would encourage some people to avoid going pro, uh, pro just because of the scary risk. But if you've done your proper research, you can make it work. There's still niches out there to be found. I mean, it's happening every year. Look what 17th Door did. They came out of nowhere and created something nobody else was doing, and it worked. The first year, they were like slammed every night. So it happens. There's, there, there is a chance to make it. You just have to find that niche. You have to, have to, have to market. A lot of people don't save any money for marketing, and that's a huge thing. They get built, they have this beautiful attraction, have great actors, but no marketing, and nobody knows where you are. And you cannot be just laid up against the freeway and think, oh, 20,000 people are coming here. Nope, they'll just drive right by and they'll go to what they know by name brand, not Scary Farm or Universal Hornets. That's just the way it works, and we've had to deal with that. SeaWorld went through that last year. They thought as a theme park they could just open. We'd gone a couple nights. There was literally, I could have counted the people that were in the park. It was rough. And they're only coming back, I think, because they had spent the money and made it like a multi-year deal to make it happen. So it, you have to market, and for us, we had to do it. You had to spend the money to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I'm really excited to see what you guys are doing this year it's going to be fantastic and i'm sure that you guys are looking to do different haunts make sure to visit the socal haunt list when that goes live this year that is an invaluable tool and and it, it's very easy to kind of see what dates you know the haunts are going to be and where they're at and kind of plot and plan you know and, and and plan your haunt hopping that's that's become a thing and so i encourage you to get in the car and do a little driving gas prices are coming down and uh <laughs> drive around and, and and support these guys and show them the love because if we don't show up they're not going to exist so we got to do that and uh i just i thank you guys so much this has been a really nice chat. I thank all of you guys for coming in and spending part of your afternoon with us. Thank you so much. Now go out there and enjoy the rest of Midsummer Scream. Thank you so much, you guys. Today's episode was produced and edited by me, Philip Hernandez, with post-production by David Swope and original music composed by Chris Thomas. We're counting down to Halloween with daily podcasts, videos, and events in our 61-day Hauntathon. Follow along at the link in our show notes. Our Hauntathon is made possible through generous support from Gantam Lighting and Controls. Gantam illuminates attractions worldwide with the world's smallest intelligent spotlights. See what you're missing with a free demo. Sign up at gantam.com slash demo. That's gantam.com slash demo. 
Our Hauntathon team includes Daryl Plunkey, Emily Louise Rua, Megan Spells, Gavin Burns, and Omni Adventures. Our partners for this year's Hauntathon include Sharp Productions, HorrorBuzz.com, ScareTrack, TheScareFactor.com, and Hauntopic Radio. The best way you can support us this Halloween season is by sharing our Hauntathon with someone you think will enjoy it. And to follow along to our Hauntathon, sign up for our weekly newsletter at HauntedAttractionNetwork.com. We'll catch you back here tomorrow and every day until Halloween. This is a Haunted Attraction Network production.